Akitvach, everybody. So, you know, they say in Misa that there was a Yid that once came to the Baal Shem uh, to give a donation for, uh, for the base Medrash and for any poor people that the Baal Shem was involved with. And so he gives him the envelope full of money. And the Baal Shem says, you know, it's so beautiful to donate such an amount. It'll go to a good cause, Be'ez Hashem. Is there anything I can return you, I could, I could give you? Do you want a bracha for anything? So the Yid says, you know, Baruch Hashem, I'm good. I don't really need a bracha for everything. I have everything I need. So the Baal Shanta says, what about your family? You want a bracha for, you know, nachas from the children and, and health and so on? Everyone's fine. I'm really, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. Okay? So the Baal Shanta says, you know what? Then maybe if I can't uh, give you a bracha, if you don't need anything like that, then maybe you could do me another favor. He says, what? He said, there's a particular letter, if you don't mind, delivering this letter for me. She says, sure. So Bashanta goes to the other room, writes a letter, puts it in an envelope, and gives it to this Yid, and says, you know, I want this to be delivered to a Mr. Tzadok, that's the name of the person, Mr. Tzadok, who's the Gabay Tzadok, who's the head of the charity fund in the city of Broad. Now, the city of Broad was not where this person was from. It was one of the neighboring, neighboring cities, but this is a businessman, he travels a lot. So Bashanta said, if you find yourself in the city of Broad, you know, Hashem, if you could deliver this letter, to Mr. Tzadok, the head of the, uh, the Tzadokah fund of the city. So sure. So the person, you know, doesn't think twice about it, puts it in his uh, coat pocket, and that's it. Okay. Meanwhile, the guy goes back home, forgets about the letter. Days go by, weeks, months, a couple years, and slowly but surely his business takes a turn, unfortunately. He begins to lose businesses, he begins to lose his parnasa, to the point of where his mom is broke, mom is broke. And uh, he can't explain why, but things just began to unravel. Mamash began to unravel. And so things are deteriorating more and more to the point of where now he has to sell assets. And even his home he has to sell to buy a, you know, a more modest uh, apartment. And even his you know, silverware, he, he has no choice. He has to start selling things. And to the point of where it got, it got to the point where he's literally selling his own clothing. And so he's, one day he's going through his closet to look for anything that he can possibly sell. And he finds this old coat of his that's tucked away in the end of the closet. So he takes it out, he figures, okay, it'll be worth something. So he begins to, to try to, you know, clear out the pockets, make sure that it's good to be, you know, to bring to the market. And he notices in one of the pockets inside there's a letter. And he pulls out the letter and it just, it hits him like a ton of bricks. From what happened, this was 16 years ago. That 16 years ago, he was by the Baal Shem when everything was going amazing and he remembers vividly at that moment how the Baal Shem Tov offered to give him a blessing for Parnasa and give him a blessing for health and everything good and he was so and this person he's thinking about himself that he was so um, confident in everything he has and how everything is set in stone that he didn't even want to take the bracha from the Baal Shem and he's kicking himself why didn't I take the bracha why didn't I take the bracha at the time I didn't think I needed it but we're always Hashem, we're always hanging by a thread. So, but then he, then he and remembers to himself that letter that he never delivered with the, uh, the message of the Baal Shem. So he says, you know what, okay, in the very least, let me do it now. So he finds a way, finds a ride, hitchhikes, you know, hitchhikes his way to the city of Rudd. And he walks around and he's asking people, and again, he's now a beggar. And he walks around and he's asking people, you know, I have this letter to deliver to a Mr. Tzadok, who's the head of the Tzadok of the city and you know, could someone point me in the right direction. And people are looking around at each other and thinking, really? He says, uh, well, what's the problem? He says, this, they told him that this Mr. Tzadok was just appointed today as the Gavit Tzadokah, just appointed today. And so the person is thinking, okay, that's a little bit of an odd coincidence. 
So he asks them, could you tell me a little bit about this, this Mr. Tzadok? And they tell him, well, the truth is, it's interesting. Throughout his whole life and his whole time spent in the city, he grew up here and so on, he was a simple person, a tailor, nothing major, not exceedingly wealthy at all, uh, simple. But just recently, just recently, his business began to take a turn in the upside and he became extreme, extremely wealthy and powerful in the city. And literally today, he was just appointed as a Gabi Tzedakah. So this person's thinking, like, what are the odds of such a thing? So he immediately goes to this Mr. Tzaddik's office, knocks on the door, and tells him, you're going to think I'm crazy, but 16 years ago, I was by the Baal Shem Tov, and he gives him a little bit of background to the story, and he says, the Baal Shem Tov gave me this letter to deliver at the time, he said, to a Mr. Tzaddik who's the head of the Gabit Stuck in the city of Brod. I forgot about it over 16 years. My mazel turned a lot, but... Now, I just remembered about this letter, and I brought it, and now I'm here bringing it to you. And I was told that literally today you became a Gavit Tzedakah. So the odds of this are very strange, very, very random, but here's the letter. So this Mr. Tzedek is taken aback by this whole thing. So he takes the letter, opens it up, and he begins to read it. And this is what the letter says. It says, I, Yisrael Baal Shem Tev, am writing to you, Mr. Tzedek, and the person I'm being, um, I sent as a messenger to deliver this to you is someone who right now is very successful in his business, but I'm seeing that his mazel is going to turn and he's getting, going to get to a point of where he's in desperate need of help. And so at the time when he delivers this letter, you are going to be in a position to be able to help him and you're going to be in a position where you're going to be able to not only give him a few dollars to help him that day, but maybe to give him a job, to give him some opportunity to really get back on his feet. And I'm asking you if you'd be able to do that. End of the letter. 16 years early. So it's, Mr. Tzaddik is mamish floored by this, you know, and he, he says, of course, I'll help you out. And he learns more about his per, this person and his strengths and what businesses he was involved in and gives him the right opportunities until Baruch Hashem, his mazel turns around again and he becomes successful once again. Samaisa. See, that's how the Rabbanu does things, you know. Even before we know that a problem is even around the corner, the Rabbanu Hashem already already brings the refu, he already brings the salvation, even before there's even a thought and a havamin of there being a problem to begin with. We have to have a moon in Hashem, just like we have a moon in Tzadikim, that the Rabbana Shalom always sends the refu before the Maka, always refu before the Maka. Hashem should bless us. This should be a week of always refu us before the Maka. We should have that chizik and that strength and that confidence. The Rabbana Shalom has our back, no matter what the situation is, no matter what environment we find ourselves in. Hashem always has our back. We should be zechut a good week, a licht de gevach, a mazel de gevach, and a good gebench de gevach.